God's greatest gift comes as a baby in a manger where angels announce the good news of great joy and proclaim God's blessing of peace. The Christmas gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And the angels had left, left them, and gone into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts and set the fire of the Holy Spirit in them. Amen. 
Is anyone else musically challenged? Especially maybe in the singing department? Does anyone else feel like Edith Bunker and squawk like a chicken? I can remember back, I think I was in about 10th grade at Bethel Lutheran Church in Porter, and Norma Devery, Neil's mother, right back there's Neil, every year she directed this Sunday morning Christmas cantata, and I loved to sit and watch because my dad sang with this beautiful bass voice. Well, one year, she invited me to join them. I tried. I really tried. I tried my best. Sometimes I could find a note if a strong singer was singing in my ear. Other times, I could not. So even though I tried, I for some reason did not receive an invitation the next year to sing with the group again. It was a bit of a relief. A relief maybe not just for me, but for Norma and for the others I sang next to. I should have remembered what my elementary school teacher, music teacher, told me once. You have a special voice, and you sing out boldly. Well, we really know what that meant, right? Special voice? Over the years, I've learned to tone that singing out boldly piece to a whole lot quieter. There is this piece of scripture in the book of Psalms, Psalms 98 to be exact, that speaks about singing and making music. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, break forth into joyous song and sing praises. You might not know this, but back on the PA station in the back of the sanctuary, there's a little sign that states, mute the pastor's mic when we sing. <laughs> Even some of you have noticed and noted to me that if it is not muted, you can hear me sing the first four or five words, and then it goes quiet, and I'm whispering into the mic. You see, it might have stated in that book of Psalms that God may, said to make a joyful noise to the Lord, but most of the time, that doesn't come out of me. But one of the greatest gifts that God has given each of us is that pretty much all of us can sing. Maybe not all that well, but we can sing. You may have a pitch perfect voice. You may have just an ordinary voice. You may have a monotone voice, but we can all sing. And I would guess that for many of you, many of us, the reason why this Christmas Eve service is so special is because of all the Christmas carols we sing. Singing these songs tells a story, doesn't it? We put on our lips the words from O Little Town of Bethlehem, where the silent stars go by and the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. 
We put on our lips the words from Go Tell It on the Mountain, where we sing over the hills and everywhere that Jesus Christ is born. We put on our lips the words of Silent Night. The candlelight is spread throughout the sanctuary. The lights are turned down low, and the sweet strains of Silent Night, Holy Night, and love's pure light surround all of us with the holy splendor of the birth of our Lord Jesus the Christ. I can't really put to words exactly what it is. Maybe it is the words of the songs, maybe the melodies. Whatever it is, it reaches deep down inside of who we are. And we sing out the story the birth of Christ, on key or not. A favorite Christmas carol for myself is Angels We Have Heard on High. You may not say that that's your top one, but let me tell you why it is mine. You see, everyone knows the refrain, Gloria in excelsis Deo. Will you sing those lines with me? noticed the same thing that I have noticed. When we sing this song, the volume is always the loudest when we sing the refrain together. Now when we get back to the verses, things kind of drop off and fall apart for some of us. I appreciate those of you who know all of the verses to all of the Christmas songs. But while some of you are boldly and confidently singing those verses really well, a lot of us are just biding our time for the refrain to come around again. Mouthing the words, watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. But then when the chorus comes around again, it is an awesome cacophony of men, women, children of all ages belting out Gloria. The volume skyrockets. So tonight, on Christmas Eve, when we have gathered together, my question is, why do the angels sing out on the Gloria? Why do the shepherds sing out on the Gloria? And most importantly, why do you sing out on the Gloria? Those words that mean glory to God in the highest. The biblical story that we shared a few moments ago were of the angels going out to the shepherds who were keeping watch over their flock by night. The angel of the Lord appeared before them and they were, simply put, terrified. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. 
For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And then the angels sang. Ladies, will you join me? on the Gloria. The message has become personal for them. It is the same message for all creation, but in this very moment, it was for them. The Savior is for them, and they cannot keep from singing. They cannot keep the message to themselves. They sing glory to God in the highest heaven, and they tell the good news to the shepherds. But do you notice that the shepherds, they do not sing right away. They hear the good news from the angels and they do what they are told and they head to Bethlehem, the city of David. They go to see what has taken place. There they find Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. But once they are there, something happens to them, something changes them. Maybe it is because they become the eyewitnesses and are then to go out and share the good news with others. Huh. Whatever the reason, somewhere along the way, something made sense to them. They got it. They got that the Christ child was born for them, not just for all the people that they were to make known, but the Savior was born for them. The Bible tells us the shepherds went home that night. They returned home glorifying God and singing a song that went like this. Men, will you join me? The glory of God is God's divine presence. It shows up in many different ways. It is often the form of light and fire that God's glory appears. Whether it is God's pillar of fire leading the Israelites by night or the divine presence of fire and smoke in a burning bush, it is also the glow that is seen in the angels in the sky. 
the glow, the bright light that shines not just in the sky, but in the people like the shepherds on that night, or you on this night. It is knowing with your full being that this Savior is with you and goes with you even in the rough spaces and places of life. When it becomes personal to you, you cannot help but sing. Sing out glory to God in the highest. But the story does not end there. This child was born on a night in such humble surroundings. This child was born for you and for me. For this child is the Savior, the one who brings the promise of forgiveness into our lives through the death and resurrection from the cross. It becomes all too real, doesn't it? If you walk away from this night hearing only one thing, this, my friends, in Christ is it. This child was not just born for the angels or for the shepherds, but Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, was born for you. And with this in mind, how can we keep from coming on bended knee? How can we keep from adoring a newborn king? And how can we keep from singing?